0: Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds.
1: Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you DCEU fans.
0: I'm Joanna, gender swap Alfred E. Newman Krupnik. And I'm Brian, kid with the sad
1: eyes, Plopsky. And we could not be happier that you asked yes or no questions about unoriginal pet names to be able to join us today.
0: Today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we'll be dodging Pennywise the Clown and trying to smile with our new faces while we talk about episode six of Peacemaker, burn after reading.
1: And before we begin every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling things like the Suicide Squad, other episodes of Peacemaker, this episode of Peacemaker, potentially other DCEU properties. We just never know what we're going to talk about here on the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian. This is your spoiler alert alert.
0: Brian, what would you think of this episode?
1: Well, first, Joanna, we have to go through customs. We're heading oh, into Oh, Jesus,
0: the... customs. I forgot. Okay. Uh, Where's right. my passport? Hold on, it's in my purse. It's so deep down. Okay, I know. here you go.
1: Thank you. So, this is your DCEU passport. Uh, you have 5 batarangs. Um, if I uh, just pull mine out here. Hold on, it's in my back pocket. Okay. Uh, I have yes. 7 I have 7 batarangs for the DCEU passport. Um, we've made it through customs and so uh, what did you think of this episode?
0: Well, hold on. I feel like I have to pull mine down to four Batarangs because, you know, they're talking about things like Kite Man. I don't know what any of that is. I know it's it's in comics and so, it's an inside joke, but I'm going to I think I need to take a Batarang away.
1: OK, um, I, I mean, felt
0: I felt failed today.
1: Uh, yeah. Kid with the sad eyes.
0: You said the Blackheart Ruby weighed 30 pounds. Yes. And Kite Man was
1: riding a kite. That's right. Wouldn't he have crashed anyway due to gravity? No. So I have a homework assignment for you because we don't do enough homework for this podcast.
0: Yeah, we don't do anything. Um, <laughs> Come on. What is it?
1: My assignment for you is um, you should watch the Harley Quinn animated show on oh, HBO bra- Oh, Max. yeah.
0: Justin loves that. I've, I've watched an episode or two. Is, Kite, is is there a lot of good stuff in that? Yeah, and Kite, like, and
1: Kite Man is featured. That's why I thought of it. But
0: um, it is
1: one of the best uh, DC things that they've put out. Yeah. Uh, I would actually rank this and the Harley Quinn animated show and this as the two best DC things.
0: Wow. All right, done. Justin will be so thrilled because he loves that show. Cool. Lake Bell is a uh, voice, is that right?
1: Yeah, Lake Bell yeah. and Katie Kuoko um, from uh,
0: Oh, yeah, Katie Kuoko uh,
1: from what's it called? Big yeah, Bang from, Theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The flight, and other things. yeah the flight yeah. Attendant. Ooh, did you watch spooky. The Flight Attendant?
0: Hell yeah, I did. Actually, I think, I'm, I, think I have an episode left, to be oh, honest. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it's, it's really very good. good. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah. So, what
1: did you think of this episode of Peacemaker, Murn After Reading?
0: Oh, God, Brian. I thought this episode was sad and dark. Yeah, it's getting really dark out there with Peacemaker. I mean, I'm still laughing. I love that, and I and I don't mind it getting darker. But this was really hard to get through. What about you? Um,
1: I, I mean, I lo- I really liked the episode. I think that. I I think that this. I know he didn't direct all of them, but he wrote all of them. Um, I think that this season, and it's not even over yet. We've got. Uh, two, two more episodes left. left. I think that this series is James Gunn's best work to date.
0: I think you might be right, mostly because longevity is more impressive to me than um, girth. I mean, a movie. Sure. <laughs> I don't know that
1: what <laughs> What an interesting <laughs> analogy. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I,
0: I think, yeah, having a movie or two, a Guardians, so great, Suicide Squad, great, or the, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, but yeah, to have a sh- a, a, sto- a story where every episode it continues to grow and, and there's great writing in all of them, that's impressive to me. So I, yeah. I, I think I agree with you. It's got totally. a lot of heart, this one.
1: A lot of heart, a lot of fun plot twists that I think are, did not fall into the cliche uh, type of like team up stuff. For, so actually that, that brings me to the, the plot. Cause the plot really starts off quickly here. Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah. So it starts off with, um, Mern revealing to Autobio that, um, he, he is a butterfly, which we found out two weeks ago. And then last week she found out with the x-ray helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, but he reveals to her that the butterflies, uh, came from a dying planet. They are aliens, uh, and that the goth butterfly led the others uh, in a plan to take over the earth. Even though they did come just to like find a place to live, um, the goth butterfly kind of led this plan. And uh, Mern is the sole dissenter, he says. So he's the one person who broke away, just wanted to live here. Um, and then... In a moment that Justin ignored me last week, if you listen to the episode from last week, That's Justin what I did. ignored what I had to say. But uh, Harcourt reveals that she and Economos know that he is a butterfly, butterfly. after the Goff, um situation now if you remember joanna while listening Mm -hmm. last week i asked justin wasn't it weird the way that harcourt reacted and was like semi-suspicious there was something going on in that one acting reaction moment And he was like no it's nothing whatever i was like but no it was good acting by her by holland and it was it was my keen my keen eye that picked Your it up.
0: keen eye. And also, the, we we, all, we also commented a few episodes ago, the weird moment when the bomb goes off and we're like, why did the camera linger so long on mm. him?
1: Yeah, we did. Why did,
0: why did all the exchange glances? And we that knew. was also part of it. We
1: knew. We knew. We knew.
0: We knew first. No, we didn't. I we sure didn't. But, I'm, <laughs> but you know what? I'm relieved. I love in shows... Where you can just like it's because it's it kills you that you know something and everyone else doesn't know. It's actually kind of a relief when like oh thank God they already know. Yeah, I mean John, uh, you know Chris doesn't know, but it's a relief that the others know now.
1: Yeah, that's actually one of my especially now that we have so many superhero stories and shows. One of my biggest pet peeves now, and it was a while ago, is when. TV shows or movies, it just takes so long for the friends to find out because I'm just so, so sick of like keeping the identity from the friend. It's like we, it's, it's the same thing we've seen a million times. Like that's why I love when Ned found out in, um, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Homecoming, uh, Smallville, the TV show got way better. Uh, same thing with green arrow, uh, arrow, the show, um, uh, when those two shows, when all the side characters found out who they they were and they all were working together, it's so much more enjoyable to watch those shows than it is to watch the, sh- the hero struggle or or a character struggle with, like, what, what do they do? Like the, We've just seen it so many times. It's not interesting anymore. So I'm happy Agreed. this is the way this came out. Agreed. Um, and then this is going to be a little bit out of order. I'm not 100% sure what happens first or last. Um and so that happens, and then we see Peacemaker at the janitor's daughter's class. Uh, just and he has that, uh, and and he has that flashback when the daughter asks him about uh, his origin story, and we get a little bit more about his brother. It seemed like they were fooling around the yard, or or we don't know, but that he punched him, and they were fighting each other, and that he had a seizure for whatever reason. And it's very clear that his father um, blames him for it. Um, and if you piece that together with other flashbacks we've gotten recently with like his first kill, um, you know, there's just a, there's a lot there, obviously. Um, and,
0: and importantly, I think Chris blames himself, too. Yeah. Oh, definitely.
1: Totally. But as a young kid, vulnerable kid who was going through something traumatic, his dad pushed him in that direction for sure. Terrible. Um, speaking of his dad. uh, mm. uh Uh, Officer Detective Song uh, arranges for Peacemaker's father to be released uh, through her uncle, who is the judge, and uh, by acquiring an arrest warrant for Peacemaker. And then Locke, he's the new police captain uh, that Mern kind of sent in to help, uh, was not thrilled about that. So they all go to his trailer. The cops go to his trailer, peacemakers, um, in order to basically, you know, uh, arrest him. Uh, but they get tipped off by Myrne and uh, they escape. But not before uh, the butterfly breaks because Vigilante lands on the, the glass jar, um, and it takes over Song. Uh, and while the two of them are running away, Locke kills all of the police officers that are chasing after, um, chasing after Peacemaker and Vigilante. Um, all while this is happening, they find the diary that Autobio uh, planted, planted the week before, uh, and Locke takes that, um, and then that we get back to um, headquarters, if you will. Economos traces the butterflies' activities to a place called Coverdale Ranch, uh, where they think that the butterflies are using a cow to mass produce the raw, uh, the the raw amber, uh, the fluid. Um, Autobio feels super guilty that she uh, was hiding secrets from her mom, as well as but mostly peacemaker that she. Um, that they found the diary and that she planted the diary. Also Peacemaker is very clearly realizing that like they all know something that he doesn't. And after this past week of kind of camaraderie and fun and excitement of killing a gorilla, um, this week is very much about kind of that falling apart um, uh, between all of them. And uh, then Song brings the rest of these butterflies into the police uh, department and it takes over all of them uh, in a brutal, brutal scene. Uh, and then um, at the same time, Peacemaker's dad is preparing his uh, followers uh, in hoods um, and, he put, <laughs> and he puts on the white dragon armor. Um, and his intention is to kill his son Peacemaker. And then, uh, later on when peacemaker is uh, has a wonderful really, and we'll talk about it, uh, a nice conversation with Harcourt where you find out her name is Amelia. Um, he uh, plays a piano ditty and then we find out that uh, the butterfly possessed cops and Locke specifically um, is publicly using the diary they found to incriminate. Uh, peacemaker peacemaker, and uh, issues a mandate uh, to all police officers uh, to apprehend him Uh, and that is where we end with this episode Uh, Joanna is there anything specific about this episode that you really want to dig into a scene a moment a character
0: I, I think the overall my overall thoughts are that this episode is super sad on big reasons and little reasons it's heartbreaking to see Chris going through what he's going through. It's heartbreaking to see even something small like them tearing apart his house and Mm. ripping out the photo of his brother. And then also super sad to watch things happen to good characters like Song and Fitz, where it's brutal. And those to kill those cops the way that they were killed when they're begging for their lives. I mean, it's and then of course the bigger themes of Peacemaker not wanting to kill anyone anymore. He's finally bonding with Amelia. Um, you know, Adebayo, of course, is still going through it, her own, um, you know, she's being torn in different directions. Not, not super, not super much more than that. I mean, there were so many great, hilarious lines, of yeah. course. Um, and I, but I just think that i my first instinct was, do you think that there's a way to save these people since now there are obviously so many deaths in such a short amount of time. My thought was maybe there's a way to extract the butterflies. But I think it's pretty clear that you're dead, right? Yeah. The I leeching. Think, uh,
1: for two reasons. One, uh, Myrn talks about it at the beginning, or the butterfly in Myrn talks about it at the beginning, where like he admits to the fact that like he chose Myrn because Myrn was a bad dude. And then when he got into Myrn's head, I think he he basically implies that like Myrn is dead. He had to like eat out the insides. Like to make room for himself, but he oh, yeah. retains his memories, which I think is interesting. And he's, and he has to live with the fact that he believes that this person could have changed for the better. And, um, that, uh, something he lived with every day. And I thought that was a really interesting emotional beat and moment. And then, uh, and then, and then I believe that like song and all those police officers, like once the butterfly leaves their head, like it's a dead carcass.
0: So in the comics uh, world since you've read more than i have do have you ever had a sort of plot that's similar where things just appear to be so terribly bad and you're like how does the world go on like how does how do those comics end is it just there's is there an off switch or is it just a really bleak and then that story arc ends do you have any any thoughts on that like have you seen this play out in a obviously a different way in any sort of sure, um, sure. any
1: comic I mean there's two things. One, it, I feel like it's all, There's always two ways for something to end. The first way in the comics, like maybe like a House of M or something like that. Like you, like some things get reversed, some things don't get reversed. Like the comic can just like do this for an arc and then set status quo, or mm-hmm. create different multiverses and then different comics. At the marketing wise, like making people buy other comics to see what happens with the story. So there's there's all of that. But then the flip side is that like something like this happens and it drastically changes certain characters wow Um, and so this
0: could be just a dark evergreen could just be this horrible town where there's just like a lot of people were suddenly gone um and maybe peacemaker will carry this with him maybe he's there's a big sacrifice that will have to be made on someone's behalf toward the end to save the greater good or something but yeah it definitely seems like there's Um, the, uh, sort of, what's the word? It seems like there's the really over the top butterflies that are extremists is the word I'm looking for. There's like the extremist butterfly people. And then there's the ones like that are in Mern that are like Goff is an extremist. And then there's the one that's in Mern, which is like, no, we just want to have like a peaceful coexistence. And I picked someone that was already shitty and, you know, To try to to help or something. To try and like. It doesn't seem like they're all bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's only Mern um, that he mentions it, but yeah, he chose God. uh, Excuse me. He chose he chose Mern to minimize, uh, uh, you know, the damage he was doing. I guess, Mm -hmm. um, or maximize the lives he saved by choosing someone who was bad, uh, which is very interesting. Uh, You know, Jamie and I, when we were watching it, we thought that um, Locke. Was already a butterfly, but like working. So with did Myrne. I. So when he gets, I thought
0: the exact oh, same really? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: When he got taken over, I was we were very surprised, uh, just because he was yeah. a weird dude before that.
0: So weird, and he was friends with Mern. So yeah. yeah, that was what I was. I was thinking that as well. That he was one of the good ones or something that was out for the mission. That would not be terrible. Yeah,
1: I'm also wondering, like, so Locke takes the Locke takes the diary. And he read. He basically uses it to incriminate um, Peacemaker. So I guess my question is, I'm wondering what Waller's original plan was with that diary. One, two, to like frame him about these butterflies. Like, I'm just a little confused as to whole that whole that whole plot sequence. Even though I understand what it's trying to do, it's going to create more obstacles, obviously. But I'm I'm a little confused as to what the intention was for Waller to do that. Who to find it, and is the is Locke actually telling the truth about the diary? Like, is he making things up about the diary, um, about the butterflies? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, so Justin and I were talking about this too, and we sort of broke it down as we we were sort of trying to piece it together, that I think there was only supposed to be a small ops group that was going to eliminate Goth basically. And then when that went haywire, the... Um, you know, and then there was a, a, and Waller was like, "This group will take out these butterflies, but as backup, we have the diary that's going to say that Peacemaker was basically insane. Like, if things go go sideways, we'll just make it look like Peacemaker made this up, and it's oh, interesting. and we can p- blame okay. it all on that because it looks like the diary of an insane person. Yes, when you don't actually know what's going on. But now that there's been this intense outbreak of butterflies, mm-hmm. I think that's going out the window now. But of course, not before the diary goes public and is going to betray Adebayo to Chris anyway. So I think that's all. It's going to be a problem now. It was about to be kind of a non a moot point, but I think now it's back mm-hmm. on the table as something that could be, you know, a device to bring the, to make some problems in their group.
1: Yeah, I really. But I think like it was that. just
0: to make him look insane. Yeah, I would yeah. assume.
1: Yeah, I definitely like that. I would buy into that. And, and I, I hope that that's what they explain when we get into that. But I totally buy that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then my other, I guess the other big question I have is like, why do we need the Adebayo kia side plot? It's sort of, to me, maybe I'm callous, but it sort of slows down every episode. I don't know if it's Danielle Brooks, like the way she's kind of doing it, but it seems to just like slow everything down. And like, is it too saccharine for, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Um, That's a good question. I just don't think it's fleshed out enough and it's not tied into the main plot line as of right now. It also feels, um, Like something we've seen before, you know, the, you know, like, like the person who's like getting too mixed up in something, ignoring their significant other, whatever it is. I'd love a little bit more um, information from that plot. I think that their relationship is sweet. I think that the middle finger that she gives during the opening is uh, fantastic. So I'm glad she's there. Um, Yeah. But I think that I just need a little bit more from that. Because I'm just not as invested. I'm invested in her feelings of betraying Peacemaker because she's starting to like him. But I'm I'm losing a little patience with the plot line because it's just like pretty thin. Um, so Justin
0: said, "What if she? What if Kia's is a butterfly? And like maybe Waller? Oh no, Waller doesn't know that Myrn is one, but maybe Kia is one. I don't know why that would that would seem to be more." Possible if Waller knows Myrne is one. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, the only thing I can think of is it's always, like... There's always people that get involved that you medium suspect, and she's just, like, this sort of peripheral character that just is always sort of included. Or maybe it's just a storyline I thought that would be sweeter, and to, come, to me it's coming out as kind of random and weird. Because yeah. I don't think Adebayo is getting really sucked that in that much. She keeps herself on the... On sort of... She's helpful, but, like, sure. it doesn't... you know. Amelia, if Amelia had a boyfriend, she, her entire life is this. But Adebayo is, like, not, this isn't taking over her entire identity. In fact, we don't even know anything about her. Yeah, So I'm a little confused about all that.
1: So I think it is a little bit. I just don't know if the show is doing a good job of that. And I'm not saying it's not doing a good job. I just don't know. Because, like, she is Amanda Waller's daughter she is having an identity crisis because her mom's kind of a monster, but she loves her mom. Similarly to the way that, um, peacemaker feels about his dad where his dad is a monster but like it's still family um on different levels of course but i think she feels connected to that and she's just very confused she's doing things that she doesn't want to do because of family because she she's not only doing things that she doesn't want to do because her family is asking her to but she's doing this to support her 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 wife her other family Mm -hmm. and i think that thematically it makes sense but it's just not as interesting on screen as the other things that we're seeing i think it's supposed to be this kind of like soft nice moment for us to breathe and see what someone on the outside because if you remember autobio came into this new she was very much our guide into this world and she's kind of fallen to the wayside as the as the kind of uh, screen time and main character in some ways but like even in this episode she takes on that mantle again where we're finding out this information along with her you know she's kind of that first day on the she's, job person That we're yeah she's we're still our for.
0: avatar yeah, avatar right.
1: thank you um yeah you know so um I, I just don't know if it's doing a great job of it but i think that it's I, i'm willing to hold Within each episode, I agree, it slows it down a little bit. It's a nice moment to breathe. Um, uh, but I'll I'll hold my, like, real thoughts on that until I actually get the full picture of it. Because yeah. maybe maybe she'll be in danger, and Peacemaker, and she's going to need to kill somebody to save her, or um, she's Peacemaker's going to need to, like, get over something and
0: help her. I don't know. I'm making all this up. Um, well, I think we have two episodes left, and I think the things that still have to happen, the big ones that I can think of are we peacemaker needs to find out obviously yes they're they're going to go to the coverdale ranch or coverdale ranch to kill the cow Augie is all, simultaneously also out to kill chris and i truly believe that he is out to kill him at you know at first yes uh you know someone would think it's hyperbolic i truly think that maybe he will try to murder him i agree um and i think that and then of course there's all these butterflies on the loose now that are out to kill Chris. So it's, everything is going to, I think, come at once to this little, this little group,
1: mm-hmm. but we
0: still have, yeah, we still have the Atabio Kia thing and we still have how Waller plays into all of this. Yeah. Um, so those are the things left on the table. Also, so I think there's enough time to go through the Kia thing. And I'm hoping that in two episodes they can do that. Also,
1: we need to tie up things with judo master too. If, because he was going to say something to, Peacemaker before Autobio shot Autobio shot him, um, and he's still alive. Mm. So I'm wondering how Judo Master is going to kind of tie into this.
0: It could have been that he was just going to say that we're not out to like we're you know what Mern said. I'm not going going to kill you, uh, you know, Autobio. Like I'm not going to kill you unless you're unless we're provoked or unless you're threatening our life or whatever. Right. So maybe he was just saying like we're just a peaceful species and our home planet is like toast or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, But we finally know what that idol is. It's the little spaceship, which is very fun. Uh, So that piece has fallen into place. Um, But yeah, I think there's still, and I wonder what's going to happen with Vigilante because though I love him, Adrian Chase, and I think he's such a great person to have around. He's very sweet. He's also a psychopath. Yes. (laughs) So I'm wondering what you do with him. This is what bludgers grow up to be. Exactly. Exactly. I just, I don't know what you do with him. Um, Yeah. So actually that brings up a
1: question that I wanted to ask you because I kind of didn't know um, what to think of it. All of the murder in this episode, all of the death, um, you know, James Gunn has done this before. Like when Yondu uses his arrow to shoot through everybody in, especially in the second movie in guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. volume two, you know, but he's, and, and that scene is set to some really fun music, but he's murdering everybody. So it's giving this like joyous feeling, but you're watching murder, but also you don't like those other ravagers or, or, you know, the, whatever they are. Um, um, yeah, you you don't enjoy them. You're happy that they're dying. But there's also this weird feeling like he's just like going on a murder spree. If that makes sense.
0: See, and you and you're relating this to the end with the beautiful monster montage with the uh with all the butterflies killing all of the cops.
1: So I'm I I am, but this is worse uh because these are innocent people and like when song was taken over, I was actually very upset. And so I guess like Me too. Let's talk about like the fact that, like it's actually really enjoyable to watch, um in terms of like it's beautiful. it's artistic, but like we're watching some pretty brutal stuff. Like, what were you feeling? How did you reconcile those two feelings within yourself while watching it? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it, it does. And I couldn't reconcile it other than to think, oh, well, there's a way to reverse this, right? like that she's she's been such a force of good. She's a good cop. She wants justice, even though this racist asshole bigoted monster um is horrible to her she still was like he is not the person that should be in jail for this particular crime and to see that person you know who's even smart enough to and brave enough to go around back and bring more cops into the woods to see this happen to her and to watch it so brutally happen was heartbreaking and you know it's and and I know that Peacemaker is seeing that too, especially as they're running and it's slow mo, and he's looking back. And of course, he says at the end, "I, I don't want to kill people anymore." But I, it, it's it's visually being given to us that that this is not good, and that Peacemaker feels guilty about it. They, it's this is not right. I'm just sort of sad that it. I, I don't know who's left. I mean, this is like the entire police force of Evergreen. It's yeah. gone now, and all of the the criminals.
1: Yeah everybody it's
0: i mean it's just it's really sad so i i that is i processed it being like oh there must this this isn't it she, she's not dead but i think i'm <laughs> talking to you now i'm like well nope i uh don't know how you live when all that blood has been busted in your mouth and face and body
1: yeah i mean what about I,
0: you i mean were you just like oh no as it was happening or were you uh, what were where were you at
1: I was just like really upset because like all of these people and especially the two detectives, like who I've really grown to like and you know and and then watching kind of all of them just like get their brains eaten, uh was just like very upsetting, <laughs> and like you know in movies, we've talked about this before, I think, where people's deaths should equal what they did in the narrative, meaning yes. like. Uh, in the Jurassic Park, in the Jurassic World movie, when the assistant gets, like, brutally murdered by, like, a pterodactyl and then the sea monster and, like, all of that stuff. and Yeah, just... or
0: Game of Thrones characters. Yes. They should yes. meet their ends for how horrible they are. They should yes. have their, you know, yeah. And
1: mm-hmm. when that balance is off, it feels weird. Uh, like the person in Jurassic World. That's what this felt like here. Like, to me, Song and her partner and a lot of those police officers um, really didn't deserve the brutal death that they got. Um, No. But I think that was part of it. Also, I'm also wondering, because this show is exploring a lot of different themes, and it's brought up in this one a lot in terms of like, how peacemaker is growing even though he's not the best at it yet like he even corrects vigilante um on using an offensive term but then harcourt has to you know teach him about why it's offen- offensive and like it's there he's growing as a character he's becoming less of a dirtbag she even says like now you're down to 85 percent shitbag or whatever uh-huh. it is and i think we're seeing him grow especially like We also see new layers of him, the layer of um, how he was at the piano and that he knows how to play piano, this softer, more creative, emotional side, this vulnerable side, very effective. And then I really loved the conversation with him and Harcourt before that because when he asks for harcourt's name he on his own realizes that criticizing how she put the dove on um right. was not the right answer and he should just be right. thankful that she did something very nice and i appreciated that and then him asking her like she says like you know good night chris and he says good night and he can't think of the first name like I laughed because, like, and then I was like, do we know her first name? And then she said it as if she's never shared it before. I really thought, I like how that scene, like, seemed like it was setting up a joke, but it actually wasn't, they were having a nice conversation, like, shape yeah. moment. I like that. The reason I bring that up is because we've seen a lot of growth. We've also seen where he comes from and how nasty and horrible his KKK father is. And and then we see in this one with the, uh, where they're wearing the, like, basically pillow, um, Cases, but the pillow, the 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 corners look like horns. I I like. I appreciated that um, costume design, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, Even though it was like I I hated watching it. Um, But so you have all of that happening, and the reason I bring up this is because I'm wondering if. The police officers being poisoned from within and it's spreading basically, you know, um, is a commentary on kind of like police departments in general, just like one bad egg can, you know, ruin an entire police department. Um, Interesting. I'm not going to commit to that being commentary um, because I want to see how these next couple of episodes play out, but just how the idea that like it gets rotted from one person within, even if they bring out outside forces. Right. Um, um, but I'll see how that plays out because James Gunn is playing with a lot of um, con- themes of today. Uh, and, and I'm wondering if that's another one of them through that.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't love I hope it's not a commentary on that because I feel like in this situation, it was out of their control. Um, it would certainly be sure a um, yeah, it would be a very presumptuous th- you know, th- a commentary, a commentary to make on that and is definitely symbolic, but I do hope that, <laughs> I mean, that that is that is truly a terrifying thought if they don't even have a say in the matter, but I guess it does, you know, put a blemish on the whole uh, operation. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really did not, the fact that they brought in the criminals as well, um, the only thing I can think of is that they have been playing up the fact that the memories remain And the way that they feel about things stays. So maybe there's a world where, you know, when the when Goff is dead and the bad butterfly extremists that follow her are dead, um, maybe the ones that remain, which are still in officers Mm -hmm. or other people, maybe they can be like we'll try to live out the lives of these humans sure. we've, like we've leached into. And just, this is going to be this weird town that has a lot of alien people, but we're safe now and we'll try to carry out as best we can as these people. I mean, maybe, but it's just dark. And and the the Augie stuff was scary. His yeah. costume's scary. The, the Like, Heil Hitler is scary. Mm-hmm. It's ta- The pillowcases are scary. It's all just... And gri- rightfully so. I mean, it's, it's harkening back to KKK. It, it It's terrifying. Yeah. Um. But man, this, ep- yeah, this episode was, I like when shows do this, when they, they lull you into a false sense of security with yeah. comedy and with, you know, and then suddenly it just gets really dark as, as it is for Chris. So I'm sure. hoping that this is just part of his journey. And we have two more episodes that we can try to undo some of the, the way that they're going to be leaving this poor town mm-hmm. but um yeah it's it's really and I, I as i i did love in the show and tell when the kids like what's your origin story of mm-hmm. course it's very sad but it was such a you know on the nose um commentary on a everyone always wanting to know the origin story of a superhero sure. b this like beautiful child you know asking this of someone who had a horrible one and because we don't know peace or I don't know I guess my four batarangs I don't know peacemakers origin story so sure. that was really clever I think yeah um,
1: um yeah absolutely and
0: Eagle getting so hardcore in this episode too oh,
1: we <gasps> Jamie and I sat on the couch with our buttholes clenched like like being like if something happens to Eagly like we're we're done with this show Um, but nothing happened and he was also that's another thing like how brutal eagly was just as brutal as the butterflies were to the other um, to the other uh, cops but eagly is like but i was laughing and it was funny and but i was also like upset with myself because like these people these 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 normal these regular people with houses and wives and and husbands and and like are just like are being murdered by a bird, or, or losing their eye, like and then it was Lock funny when he
0: would swoop down and just stop them, and they just fall to the ground. Yeah, but yeah. Like if there was some pecking the eyes out, that is like wow. And then um, the
1: one guy fell on
0: the rock, like that was just brutal. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, and to me, honestly, the the most the most awful, other than Song's transformation, were those cops who were just trying to do their jobs in. Yeah. And not only did – I mean, the butterflies, of course, got them, but this guy who's, like, on the inside helping Myrn, they were already down. They weren't going to do anything. Uh-huh. But to shoot them cold blood when they're begging for their – oh, God, it was just awful. Yeah. Oof. So the only thing that turned the episode around was the scene when they're all <laughs> having the most maniacal but hilarious attempts at smiling that in was- their new bodies. Yeah. I mean, thank God for that moment because it was this, so funny.
1: That smile sequence like really lightened everything up and it, it yeah,
0: really did. I mean yeah. the Motley Crue song, I guess, is is that the is that the true end, which is very a very beautiful, sad moment. uh that Peacemaker's playing on the um piano.
1: Yeah. So oh, also,
0: yeah.
1: This episode also reminded me a little bit of the Suicide Squad in terms of the starfish like um implanting itself on the people's faces with the brain and controlling them and the mind control type of stuff. Like the that reminded me of that. I'm I'm wondering what the cow was gonna look like because like it seems like uh James Gunn is very into like animals. Uh yeah. like like being the like main bad guy and things like that. So I thought that was an interesting kind of thematic uh repeat from the Suicide Squad. I hope there's some kind of meta commentary on it where he's just like like a a starfish, butterflies, a cow, a gorilla—like, like, why is it always an animal or something like that? I thought. I know.
0: That, yeah, I know. I was glad that Chris. I, I don't know that. I was glad that Chris saved Eglie. I was glad. I he did sort of shove him in the backseat of that car. but I don't like that. But I really, I really didn't like when they were ransacking his trailer. I felt at first. Sure. I said, "What are they doing? Like, they're just showing that that having cops there is scary." Um, and that you should be intimidated when cops come to, you know, try to take you away. But then I realized they were actually like looking for things, but oh my God, the damage done was just awful. Yeah. Especially the, the photo, of, like the brother.
1: Yeah. Or I did laugh when he took the chess set.
0: Oh yeah. That was very funny.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess what would you, what would you rate this episode?
0: Um, I think I'm going to give it a seven. Uh, I, I, it didn't, um, Hmm. I mean the, 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 it, the move the plot forward with the knowledge of Myrne that everyone apparently already knew and the butterflies coming, but it was it other than that, it didn't move the plot forward a ton. Um, but it was very dark. It's still very good. So, I mean, five and above is still very good. I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah.
1: Um, what about you? I'm going to give it in seven and a half. Uh, Seven and a half broken butterfly jars Uh, (laughs) for the same reasons, but I just, I dug the sad stuff and I dug um, his growth and his introspection. Uh, I I, I was, I was buying into all of that for sure. Um, I'm still it a seven and a half. Oh, something I didn't say before is I'm really, really, really into your uh, butterfly idea where like somehow they'll, the butterflies will still take those people's bodies, but like, Will join Myrn in terms of like doing good, um, and just like trying to live yeah. out their lives. I'm I'm into that. I'm I'm super into that.
0: That would certainly make me feel a lot better, especially when I thought maybe Fitz would get out. Um, one of the two uh, agents. So did I. Come. And then that happened to him too. It's like, geez, don't we get a break?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: um, yeah. It was really sad.
1: But yeah, I mean. I really look forward to the show every week. I really do like i I know I've mentioned it in almost every episode like I feel like i don't have to take notes. I can just like sit down and join myself, absorb it, whereas I feel like with boba uh, with with uh, Robert Fettuccini, um I like even though i'm sitting there enjoying it, crying, screaming, and like i'm more emotionally connected to it So it's it's, yeah. it's an emotionally draining watch. My brain is working much faster. Like, oh my gosh, that's this person. Oh my gosh, this is related to this. What's related to this? What's related to this? Joanna knows that. I like that. Like, like, I. this one is just like, I feel like the butterflies leave my brain and I can just watch it.
0: Right. Well, and it's, it's similar to something like Shang-Chi. Like, going to see Shang-Chi, you don't have any expectations. So you're just enjoying a movie. But if they're going to bring to life your favorite comics character um like batman for instance you know we're gonna go in there with a lot more loaded up in our that's you know rolodex and we're just thinking of our own expectations but it's nice to see uh to have an introduction or you know we had a little in suicide squad but let's be real that wasn't anything yeah yeah, yeah. so it's yeah this is this is a pleasure and i'm glad we have two left because bobo we only got one and um i'm just i i think that the the answers we need are very clear. I really hope they get answered. Cool. Or if they're going to make us hang on, there's going to be another season. I have no idea. I don't think – I'm more curious. Do you think there's this is the type of – Peacemaker is the type of person you give a second season to? Or do you think we're just going to start to see him woven into the DCEU more now?
1: Uh, I hope that he gets a second season. I think he works really well as a character because there is so much growth potential for the character and we can actually see him like super duper evolve. Um, And I like these characters. I'm very into these characters. Economos, Harcord, um, uh, Adebayo. Like I'm very in vigilante. I'm super into Mm -hmm. all these characters. Um, And uh, I'm hoping that we do get a season two because it's been doing really well for HBO Max.
0: Totally. Totally. Well, nerds, I don't even know what the cloud really is. And, And truly, I do not. Joanna does not. We thank you so much for stopping by and we hope that you had as much fun as we did and we hope you will join us next time as we travel to another corner of the nerdverse
1: make sure to join us in the nerdverse by following on twitter instagram tiktok at the nerdverse pod be sure to blast over and subscribe to the nerdverse with joanna and brian on wherever you get podcasts like apple Podcasts or spotify rate and review us there
0: as a new nerd universe and a multiverse of other nerd verses, the reviews and ratings are so so very important for us to grow. So leave those five star ratings. And Brian, it was our day off. Thought we'd get wasted.
1: Vigilante is just such good humor. There are,
0: it's so funny when he, the whole scene when he's asking the yes or no questions and he's like, "What's your favorite color?"
1: A uh, teal. And then
0: when he's like alien. How else am I going to experience motherhood?
1: Yeah. Oh, so good.
0: Uh, holy shit, Eagle's hardcore, man. Oh my god, there's just... How do you know my password? I know my fucking birthday, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, what did you think of the after credit sequence?
0: Oh, I thought it was terrifying and great. Who is that actor?
1: I don't know. I'll look him up. Uh, but I will say that I totally, because of that that scene in general, I totally, totally, totally didn't even. I couldn't. I couldn't figure out if that was just outtakes or if like they just like that was him acting in a scene. Do you know what I mean?
0: I think they're all they're all um, the cameras rolling without the intention of of a blooper. They're not bloopers. They're just, I think, deleted scenes uh, where the camera just keeps going. Um, So I think that they they could have used that. They didn't. But I I think he was fully awake. It was I think these are just deleted scenes. In not in yeah. a non- blooper way yeah yeah and also do you think that the ha- the, other, oh, the reason that we probably thought he was a butterfly is because he went like this to song and she took that as a cue do you remember that yeah but he when was he's talking being about the hamburger weird in general he's like fedora blah, blah, blah. and she's well, like
1: that hamburger stuff was wild. <laughs>
0: That yeah. was very wild. I said to Chester, "I said, is that what the hamburger says?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I said, "Oh, I don't, I don't remember that." But even at
1: the beginning, when he couldn't figure out which way to walk in the hallway, like I guess that was yeah. just that was that was weird, and I, I guess it was just due to the fact that he's like hasn't been in the police station very long. But um, but he's a weird dude, man. So the actor's name is uh, Christopher Heyerdahl. Um And uh, he's known uh, for things in Supernatural, Stargate Atlantis. Um, uh, He also uh, was in um, he was in the uh, the Breaking Dawn movies as one of the Volturi.
0: And Uh, how did you forget that? You just watched those, Brian.
1: But apparently, he was also in Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. The 13th oh, wow. and as that's uh, a pull Nosferatu in the episode Midnight Madness. Uh, he was on. All right, uh, so he's
0: been around in some weird, weird sci-fi yeah. fantasy things. Hell on
1: Wheels, yeah, totally. He's a cool dude. Um, he's got a
0: very bendy face. Yeah, very ghoulish.